630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Drop pass, Dreisel to McDavid down the middle. Rich shot, score! Hunter McDavid, just like that. Smith, three clubbing right hands. Right hands have it. Big right-handed shot from Mike Smith. This is the battle of Alberta. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On 6.30 Chad. like to update a game currently being played in Major League Baseball. Top of the fourth inning, the Yankees lead the Nationals. 3-1 as the baseball season begins. Not sure where the Blue Jays will play some of their games, but they are off and running in Major League Baseball. We'll see if they can get this season in. Also looks like they are going to expand the playoffs to include 16 teams instead of 10. The Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken, the 32nd franchise in the National Hockey League. They released their name logo jerseys today pretty cool i think for the most part they'll have i think the name will take some getting used to for me but i really like the logo and the jerseys we'll discuss that tonight the oilers practice today they will be off tomorrow the colby cave memorial fund scrimmage coming up on saturday we'll dive a little deeper into that and let you know what's going to happen but uh, kellen kennedy back at the studio first of all kellen old boy how are you doing doing great so i was wondering I feel like requesting a song off the start of the show. Oh, sure. I, yeah. Your show. Uh, I just wonder <laughs> if you have anything lying around. I, I kind of was thinking of something. Um, I, I'd like a local artist, but not just a local artist, maybe something involving a local sportscaster. Uh, you know, not just not just works in Edmonton, but grew up in Edmonton. Somebody that that's pretty popular. And what else would I like? Uh, maybe somebody that is really good with puns. Do you have anything like that? I do. It's not just McDavid versus Goliath. The captain has a first officer. Leon and Connor intend to leave the rest of the National Hockey League high and dry sidle. When it comes to the chase for the Stanley Cup, get ready for an Edmonton of fun in the playoffs. It's our time to shine. Getting better every game like a glass of wine. One step closer to the finish. How about that? When it's done, I'm the one. Yeah, that comes. It's a song called Oil City by the original featuring Gene Principe who's going to join us a little bit later on tonight that's pretty good work by Gene popular young man and as we now know even more diverse than we thought we knew he was an excellent broadcaster we knew he was the prince of puns and now he can fit right into any musical genre that you want. We that got, is cool stuff. We got to ask, uh, not only is that him rapping, did he do the wicked guitar solo off the top? That was... Well, that's... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to guess no, Kellen. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but you never know. We'll cover all our bases and, uh, and answer that question. But people are starting to get hyped up for hockey. 
I mean, it's been back in training camp form for a couple of weeks. The Oilers have an exhibition game on Tuesday against the Calgary Flames. It's on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 6 o'clock, the game at 8.30. And then they count starting next Saturday, 11 a.m. face-off show and 1 o'clock for the puck drop, game one against the Chicago Blackhawks. All the games for you here on 6.30, Chad. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, threw out the first pitch tonight before the Nationals-Yankees game. Uh Look, it wasn't a great pitch, Kellen. I don't know if you've seen the video yet. I saw it. I, I, I've seen some people making fun of it. Uh, the dude is 79 years of age, and he's literally one of the smartest people in the world and most experienced people in the world. Forgive him if he didn't hit the strike zone. <laughs> that's that's all I could say there. Let's let's go easy on. Uh, on Dr. Fauci. He was kind of a one-hopper. It was a bit outside, but geez, it's, it's okay. It was, it was cool. He got to throw out the first pitch. I was watching a little bit. Well, hey, I still have it on. TV's kind of at a funny angle here in my basement, so I can't com- completely watch it. I might have to rearrange some stuff down here. But a little weird. And the Nationals hit a home run in their home ballpark, and just you hear a few people, a few players on the bench being excited about it. Matt Veskurgeon is doing play-by-play, and he's back at a studio. And by the way, hes I, I love his voice. We had Dan Schulman on the show yesterday. He has an incredible voice. I love Veskurgeon as well. Mm-hmm. And for, for those of you into, into video games and stuff, and I don't, I don't play a lot of stuff anymore, but he's the play-by-play voice of the show the MLB game, the show, and he's, he's awesome in that video game. So anyway, uh, that baseball game is underway. This texture says, Hey, Reed, in honor of a new divisional rival for the Oilers. I think you guys should play all Seattle music for today's show. Lots to choose from Hendricks, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Heart, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, the Melvins, etc." That is an excellent suggestion from this uh, text. I don't think there's a name on this text. Let me know who you are, by the way. We could do that. Um, I, I, I forgot that Hart was from Seattle. I, I got to be honest with this texture, though. I, I'm not always the most schooled guy when it comes to certain genres of music. I don't know who the Melvins are. Do you know the Melvins? Uh, I No. <laughs> I'll have to do a Google. You can just say no. That's fine. I don't know. You'll have to. Well, we'll learn a little bit about the Melvins. I, I think to that texture, you might need to suggest a, a couple more specific songs for the Melvins. And for Heart, do we play Barracuda or do we play All I Want to Do is Make Love to You? That's that's my question there. Maybe that could wow. be the, the Kraken song that they skate out to. All I Want to Do is Make Love to You. Produced by Mutt Lang, by the way who uh, worked with some other pretty successful bands, some of whom I might like. So anyway, that is uh, that is Gene Principe in a song by the original Chew. It is called Oil City, the Edmonton Oilers playoff rally song for 2020. And we're going to have Gene on the show between 7 and 7.30 tonight. Interesting connection here for Dave Tippett, now the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He was with the Seattle organization until last summer, working as a senior advisor. So I asked him about his reaction to Kraken and why he thinks that's going to be a good market for the NHL. You know, first, I think it's going to be an incredible franchise. There's a great passion for it. There's uh, what I didn't realize is how the community, there's a ton of hockey in the community, not just the junior teams, but I think there's over 150 uh, adult hockey teams like the the beer league teams, the men's and women's teams there. So there's a great passion for hockey there. Um, 
it was interesting to see where they ended up. I was uh, involved in a lot of those discussions about the branding and uh, uh, with a lot with that organization for a long time. So I didn't know which way it was going to go, and uh, I knew that was one of the names that were they were looking at. Uh, I love the logo. The jerseys are, are a great-looking jersey, so I'm happy for the people in Seattle. They've got a brand um, now; they can continue to push that franchise ahead. It's going to be it's going to be a great franchise. It's very well run, uh, great ownership, and there's great passion in the fan base there already. So um, I think it'll be a very successful franchise, and uh, really happy for all the people involved in it that they they get to push it along like they are. Kyler Yamamoto, forward for the Oilers, grew up in Spokane. That's about a four-hour drive east of Seattle, and he commented on the Kraken as well. I think it's actually a really cool logo. Um, you know, got the S for Seattle, um, the Kraken. So I thought that was um, really cool. And, you know, for the community of Seattle, um, you know, to have an NHL team, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, a lot of kids um, you know, in that area are going to look up to those guys and, um, you know, hopefully push themselves to hopefully get there on Monday. So I think it's uh, huge for the community. All right, that is Kyler Yamamoto. A little bit from him as the Oilers practice today at the Downtown Community Arena. Again, they're going to be off tomorrow and then the Colby Cave Memorial Front scrimmage is on Saturday and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. The Big L, oh, this is a good one. The Big L has sent in some beautiful texts over the years. And this is a really good one. He said, Reed, Gene Principe could very well be the originator of a new subgenre of contemporary music, pun rock. Big L, that is that is a beautiful text. You're getting two canned hams for that one. I'll mail them to you. 780-496-0063 is the number of the caller text. I would like to know, what do you think of Kraken? Name, logo, colors, good, bad? Maybe you don't care. <laughs> We're not talking about games yet, though. So you can chime in if you want. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Right now, at the risk of embarrassing myself because I am not well versed in the grunge scheme, is this uh, Spoon Man by Soundgarden? It is. Okay, well, I'm not a complete dolt. The Big <laughs> L says, Reed, can I have one canned ham and the rest in cash? My anniversary is coming up. That's a great suggestion from the Big L. We send him a canned ham. That's the anniversary meal. He serves his beloved. And uh, then he uses the cash to buy, you know, maybe some candles or a side dish, maybe some beets or, you know, spinach or something to go along with the canned ham. Big L, we can arrange that for sure. I'll have to sneak into Brian Hall's office to get the cash, though. Uh, Dirk says, nice to get another Western team, divisional rival for the Oilers. Maybe this can lighten the travel load for them. Uh, Mark says, Reed, how much of the Oilers game plan will be developed by Ken Hitchcock? I don't know if that's a serious question, but I, I will say none. Well, I, I know it's none. Uh, Jim from Spokane, uh, from Spokane. Hey, Jim, thanks for tuning in. Says, I read, read, I love the name Kraken, but not sold on the colors. It looks like the colors of an amateur team. Big Ross says, I love the logo. Pretty slick. I actually thought they were going to be named the Totems, but Kraken is totally different. Rob says, Seattle is on a fault line. They should have called it the Crack. 
And Steve, now Steve, this is a really funny text by Stephen, but it's funnier to read it in my head. Stephen, I don't think I can do it justice reading it in my in my on air because he has a little emoji and a, an ex, an expression at the end. Stephen says, I really don't think too much thought went into picking the name. The fans will be crackheads and they will be playing in the crack house. Hmm. So he has that at the end. And then he has the little emoji face wearing a monocle. And I love monocles. I think that's the most underused form of eyewear. I'd love to wear a monocle, except I'd have to wear two. So I just might as well wear glasses. 780-496-0063. Robert's on the line. Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed, how's it going? Well, I'm enjoying the show for so far tonight. How are you? Good. Uh, well, I want to I want to chime in on the on the name Kraken for the uh, Seattle NHL franchise. Personally, I mean I like the name. I like the logo. I like the I think the I think the colors look good. And you know, and, and I oh, and I think and I think it'll be think it'll uh, it'll it'll certainly certainly uh, uh, certainly make things uh, a lot more competitive in the uh, Pacific Division. I think especially now we have Seattle. And so while 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 we all know Seattle and and Vancouver, that'll be uh, uh, that'll become a big time rivalry. I don't know if it'll be as big as Calgary and Edmonton, but yeah, I think that's good. And somebody texted in Robert, which team's leaving the division? They actually announced a while ago that the Coyotes are going to switch to the uh, Central Division, and Seattle will join our division. And who knows? Maybe they're going to be competitive right off the bat, right? Because look at what Vegas got, so they're going to get similar rules in the expansion draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, you know, I mean, like, I, I want to see, I want to see uh, Seattle be uh, uh, successful. I mean, I'm not sure, I'm sure that uh, that they'll uh, necessarily be able to uh, cr- uh, recreate the magic that Vegas did in year one. But I mean, you never know. But I, th- I, th- I think at the same time, I think, I think uh, eventually Seattle. I think uh, I, I, I can see that team. Oh, uh, at some point, definitely winning a cup. Like I said, definitely. Uh, no, probably not year one, but I think. But I, I think in the first, you no, know, six or seven years, I think, uh, I think Seattle. That, uh, I think that team could easily win a championship. Thanks, Robert. Good to hear from you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey, it's great to have Goalie Doc back on the show, who had some awesome insight into COVID and all that kind of stuff last time he was on. Goalie Doc, go ahead. Oh, hi, Reed. Thanks for having me. Um, I just wanted to talk about the excitement I have about the, the playoffs coming up. And I think one of the important things about it is, um, is uh, I was list- reading about um, uh, Sportsnet saying about uh, it would be 1925 when the last time it was all the uh, finals were uh, held in, uh, on, in Canada. So anyways, I'm going to try and go quickly through some real quick history with you. Okay, so we'll start. We'll get Kraken first with Seattle Metro, um, Metropolitans. They won the first uh, Stanley Cup for the American team in 1917. 1923, the Stanley Cup Finals was Ottawa and the Edmonton Eskimos. So the last time Edmonton, uh, prior to uh, 1983, was in 1923. Right. Um, at that time, you probably remember the Stanley Cup was, uh, they moved back between the West and the East. And uh, one one kind of important thing was in 1925, the last time a Canadian, uh, sorry, a team from the West one was Victoria Cougars. They beat the Canadians. And um, that was the last time that a, 
a team of west of uh, west of Chicago uh, won a Stanley Cup until the Oilers won it in 1984. Then what happened in 19 the after 1926 Stanley Cup Finals, the um, uh, the Pacific Coast League had already folded. The Western Coast League folded in 1926, and so that's when actually the Stanley Cup became the property of the. Uh, of the uh, uh, NHL, so between yeah, them, it was whoever won the NHL was the won the Prince of Wales. But the point I'm saying is, there's a lot of history here. I don't think it. Uh, the Oilers are, I think, of coming of age this year in 2020. Maybe like uh, the Oilers in 1984. So I see some comparison to the to those in terms of that. Uh, the chance for a Canadian team to win on Canadian soil. And the chance that a team will have, if Edmonton goes all the way, to actually play all their games in one place and win the Stanley Cup, it'll never happen again. Yeah. So I just thought, uh, I don't. Hopefully, this isn't lost on people. No, that's some interesting stuff. There's going to be a lot of things from this year that probably will only happen this year, or yeah. you know, it'll be a long time before they even have a chance to to happen again. Thanks, Coley Doc. Okay. Thanks a lot, Reed. 780-496-0063. In the next half hour, more on the Seattle Kraken. Beth Robertson is the vice president of the Reebok brand. And she used to work for MLSE. And she helped sort of revamp the Raptors look a few years ago. We'll talk about logos. What's a good one? What does she think of Seattle's? This is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30. Chet. Well, Seattle theme music tonight. Is this Pearl Jam? It is. I, I don't remember the name of it. Is this Even Flow? It is. I, I I know more about '90s music than I thought. Just that I was able to identify two songs. <laughs> that's that's not bad. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It is the Seattle Kraken. The name of the team that's going to be in the National Hockey League. And yeah, somebody texted in what's going on with the divisions. Arizona is going to leave the Pacific Division and go to the Central Division when Seattle joins for uh, next fall. So we're going to finish this season, start next season, probably in November, and then Seattle's in the year after that. Uh, this texture says, uh, Richard says, I'd have to say the jersey looks pretty good, but I think it's a really weird and non-hockey-esque name. Dave Leppard says, Reed, I misread the announcement on the Ched website while I was eating my lunch. I thought it said the Seattle Karen. Terrifying name, especially to a guy who works in management like me, LOL. That's from Dave Leppard. <laughs> Fair enough. Dollar Bill says, I'm sorry, but could you say it's the Seattle Crackheads? Maybe I'm hearing it wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's the Krakens. I don't know anyways. Thanks. That is from Dollar Bill. It is the Kraken. I'm sure there will be crack jokes along the way. We've already had some texted in tonight. Well, we could play the Fraser theme. That's from Rory. That show was in Seattle. <laughs> I don't even know what the Fraser theme sound like, sounded like. We could play that. Maybe. Doesn't really fit. Doesn't really fit our tempo, though. I don't think. I don't yeah. know if it's a guitar intro. Uh, I'm thinking about like the end credits there, which is just Kelsey Grammer, basically just. I I never I watched think. Fraser. I probably watched a couple episodes of Fraser. Uh, somebody okay, wanted. Uh, oh, somebody wanted "Crazy on You" as the heart song. That would be all right. That'd be good. Sure. 
Yeah. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Uh, we're going to go to our guest line right now for more on the Seattle Kraken, her reaction to it. She's the vice president of the Reebok brand, and she used to work for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Please welcome to the show, Beth Robertson. Beth, how are you doing? I'm well, Reed. How are you? I'm doing excellent. It is so cool to have you on the show, and I'm really looking forward to getting your perspective on on a few different things. But but let's dive right in, so to speak. Dive into the kraken-infested waters. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you think of, of the team name, the, the the logo, and the jersey that Seattle rolled out today? I actually really like it. I have to be honest. Uh, I saw it this morning. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think my first reaction was, wow, that is a very, very cool logo. I thought they'd done a a great job. And uh, then I said, okay, what the heck? Do I know what a kraken is? I think I do. I associated it with fish, but I I had to do a little, you know, Google search there. And uh, I love that. I love that there's a, a real genuine story here. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I love how you said you had to look it up because I got those same texts from my mother this morning where she was like, yeah, that's a cool jersey, but what is it? And then she's like, yeah. oh, it's like this thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's just it's kind of just a thing. And, and I really love how they use red. Not a lot of red, but the, the red that looks like an I in the S. That's what really popped out for me. I thought that that was actually a, a beautiful treatment of the S. And, you know, when I looked at that S, I thought that's a very strong, powerful logo, which is, you know, which is what you're looking for when you design something like that. It, it needs to, you know, it needs to inspire the players because they're wearing it. It needs to be cool on merchandise. It has to work in broadcast. And I just thought of all the various applications and I thought that is a really, really smart design, but also the use of the two blue colors, which makes sense and i i understand you know the reference to water so um and then you know that little red treatment i thought was a really nice touch i also thought too the blue it's not the same as the seahawks and the mariners but right. all the teams are like you know how everybody in pittsburgh is black and gold so seattle right. kind of has that blue identity no i i understand from just reading a few articles today that uh you know they really did think about the the blues and the reference to water and that they're very different blues and and uh like i said i think that made a lot of sense and it's really just part of the story that they're telling and ultimately when you want to in my opinion come up with a team name um and something that's that's going to really resonate with the community it comes from the community and, you know, I understand that there was a, a, a vote and, you know, various names were put forward. But I also feel like it was it's really inspiring when there is a story there that you can that you can draw from that helps you with the design and, and ultimately the name. And, and uh, I, as I said, I thought they did a really nice job. I was interested to reading and listening a little bit this afternoon that Metropolitans was considered and Kraken, I mean, I would call it a non-traditional, non-conventional name, especially in the world of of the NHL. I mean, how would you figure that if, if you were in on that decision, um, the balance between recognizing a, a past team, granted a century old, and just kind of taking it in a totally different uh, direction that's maybe going to turn a few more heads? Right. Well, you know, I understand from reading some of the interviews that I think Todd Lewicki did today on you know, they kept coming back to Kraken and, and that was, you know, it's a familiar process 
um, having been through something similar in, in the past where you often do come back to certain names that, that keep coming up. You know, you're looking for something that is unique. Um, you're looking for something that the, you know, the team can get behind, that the community and the fans get behind. And you do think about all of these different applications um, like, you know, ultimately it's on the jersey, but it's merchandise. What's the story behind that? How do you market that? How can game operations do, do you know, unique things with it? So there are so many different aspects of the game beyond the game that you have to think about when you, when you design and ultimately land on a name. So I think the uniqueness of it will really um, do well for them. So, Beth, I have to ask, you mentioned being part of that uh, a similar process in the past yourself. Uh, what, mm-hmm. What's your story? What can you share? Oh, well, I, I was very fortunate to work for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment for about 13 years and was part of the team that uh, launched Toronto FC and, and the logo and the design and the name there. Uh, also did the same with the Marlies when we moved the team uh, to Toronto and then did a bit of a revitalization of the Raptors logo when we moved away from the dinosaur and went to the initial claw design. Um, so have, have been through that a few times with a great group of people at MLSE and um, learned a lot from a, a really sort of special opportunity to be part of that. Beth Robertson joining us on Inside Sports, Vice President of the Reebok, uh, Reebok brand on Inside Sports tonight. Okay, so here's, here's the million-dollar question. And uh, probably one you have wrestled with most of your professional career. So I really want to ask you, what makes a good sports logo? (laughs) Ah, well, I would say um, for me personally, what's what's the story behind the logo? So what's the meaning? Where is it? Where is it coming from? And does it connect to your community? Um, and so I, I would give Seattle a big check mark there. And then I think the next, then that really helps to drive the inspiration behind the design of the logo. And the design, again, in my opinion, needs to be a very powerful, powerful moniker um, and something that can live in many different applications. So you have to imagine it in a broadcast environment or on season tickets or on a hat or a t-shirt or, you know, uh, you know, in the middle of the ice. So you think about all of the various applications um, that come into the design and then you think about the design itself and the colors that you're using and that is usually part of the story. So, you know, there are many aspects of it that go into that consideration. And I think, honestly, I think they've really, really done a very good job job here. I, th- I think it's a fantastic logo. I, I guess this will draw some comparisons to the Vegas Golden Knights since they're the most recent mm-hmm. team to join the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. And I, and I got the sense when the Golden Knights, like I feel like most people like this, what Seattle has done. There's obviously always will be people that say, hey, I'm not a fan of that. I, I felt like with Vegas, sure. maybe it was a little more divided and the use of a lot of gray was a little more controversial. Right. Yes, I, I did hear that. I'm I'm not as familiar, to be honest, with, the, with, I mean, there's an obvious story there. But when you think about great logos, right, iconic logos like the Yankees, um, or you think about um, the New Orleans Saints, you know, the, the Fleur de Lis, like you think about great team logos that, that connect to the community or the state or the province that you live in or your country, what have you, 
you know, what really makes sense and how do you connect with the community ultimately that, that you're trying to engage. Um, I think there are, you know, again, I think Seattle's done a fantastic job, but it was funny. I was thinking about some of those great iconic logos today, and those were just, you know, a couple that kind of came to mind. Well, I think which which leads me to a local question here in Edmonton, and, and our CFL team has decided that it's going to go in a new direction with a name. Right. But, but it, the Chris Preston, the president of the team, did say he'd like to keep the colors and he'd like to keep the EE logo. So maybe we're looking at an, at an e-name down the road. And mm. I'm curious to ask you this because you're not in Edmonton, so you don't have the same connection to most of the people I've been talking to about this over the last month or so. Would that be vital for you that uh, whatever the team is called tries to keep that very distinct EE image? And, and, and I also think Beth Green and Gold is relatively unique in the North American landscape too. It is very unique. I think, um, in my personal opinion, I think the green and gold, I, I understand that and the, the importance of trying to hold on to those colors. I think ultimately if you come up with a name and you can, you can preserve the EE, um, you know, I, if, if that makes sense and, and that's well received, then that would be great. But if you can't, for me, I, I wouldn't want to um, force fit that if, if it didn't really come together very well. So it's it's a very, very um, challenging thing for all of those pieces to fit together. Um, but I certainly respect and, and um, understand, obviously, the the need to revisit that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. In your experience, how much sort of uh, focus group work will will a team or a company do with with consumers whether it's a logo or a slogan or something like that like can we assume that the seattle franchise ran this by dozens of people thousands of people what do you think uh i did again read an interview today uh from todd Lewicki that they did do focus group testing that is quite you know quite common um and i think to be expected how many obviously i have no idea um, but I, you know, that is a, a, a sort of normal course when you're going through design and development of, of a logo to do some focus group testing. You need to, you typically go into that with various iterations of the logo, at least in, in my experience, that's what we did. And you show them different versions. They have various reactions to that. Um, ultimately, you need to, you know, you, you make the best decision that, that you believe will work for your club and for your fans but it's very helpful to have that that focus group perspective beth you're gonna love this i got to interview todd mcfarlane a couple of months ago and he designed the oilers flying oil drop jersey as as some people call it when he was one of the owners of the team and he told the story about that and he said he did eight or nine designs but he, he said, I only showed my two favorite designs to the people making the decision. Because he, he said, if you show all eight, you risk them picking your eighth favorite one. <laughs> that is uh, that is also true. That can absolutely happen. So that makes sense. You usually, you usually go in with a couple because you're right, too many. And it gets just too confusing and you don't really get to narrow things down. Um, but it's it's a really fun process, I tell you. It's, it's quite a... Uh, in in my career, it's one of the most special opportunities that I've had, but it's a lot of fun to be part of something like this. And I'm sure 
you know, the team in Seattle has had a uh, just a great time coming up with this. But, you know, now that they have it, now they can really move forward with other aspects of the business. So was your experience with the Raptors the switch to the sort of the basketball with the claw marks on it? Was that the transition? <laughs> Yeah, so we moved away from the purple and what was also commonly known as the Barney dinosaur. Uh, and we moved to the red and the black. Um, we did have the claw logo, but it was uh, very much a secondary logo. And so we moved to making that more prominent and, uh, the, and the primary logo. And you have to go through a process to get NBA approval, et cetera. So, you know, the leagues are involved in this, obviously. Um, yeah, so that that was fun. Now I've long I've left MLSE a number of years ago, and they've continued to evolve the logo, and I've love I've loved what they have uh, have done with that. Yeah, well, and a lot of people got even more attached to it uh, about 13 months ago. Oh, hey, sure. Yeah. Beth, thanks so much for doing this. Really cool perspective, very unique perspective on uh, on what Seattle did and, and kind of logos and branding in general. So thanks for checking in on 630 Chet tonight. Hope you're having a great summer. Thank you for having me, Reed. That is Beth Robertson, a vice president with Reebok when it comes to the Reebok brand. And as she was telling you, used to work for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, was involved in imaging for the Raptors. So a lot of experience, good perspective there on the Seattle Kraken. Craig says, the more I heard your guest break it down, the smarter it seems. It's a menacing S and the anchors on the shoulders are tough looking too. Also, Kraken is an excellent Brand of dark rum, says Craig. And if you look at those anchors on the shoulder patches for the Seattle team, the uh, the stem of the anchor is the Space Needle, which is a nice little Seattle touch. Randall, however, says, being the Emerald City, green strikes me as what should have been an obvious color choice. The Thunderbirds or Totems are team names with historical ties to the area. The S is much like the logo on Suzuki motorcycles. Not a huge fan of the choices made by this franchise. That is Randall checking in, 780-496-0063. And a few of you are asking if this is how the team is going to be introduced. Release the Kraken. Bring in Liam Neeson for the home opener. There you go. Inside Sports on Chad. Back after the break. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. So is this Hart, Kellen? Crazy on you by Hart. There we go. Great band. The Seattle-themed show with music coming back from commercials with the Seattle Kraken being unveiled today as the name of the team and the name of the jerseys. It seems like most people like it. Certainly some people don't. I uh, had a text from uh, Randall, who's not a fan, a few minutes ago. But the thing is, they probably were pretty sure people in Seattle would like it. I guess that's their their target audience. So a little bit of an, an unveil here before the games start in Edmonton and Toronto for the resumption and completion of the National Hockey League season. 780-496-0063. I mentioned the Oilers will not skate tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Saturday, a scrimmage for the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. The players are all going to wear jerseys. They'll have their own name on the back, but they'll have Colby Cave's number 12 
as the number and at a later date the jerseys will be auctioned off online with proceeds going to the colby cave memorial fund here's defenseman matt benning i've been fortunate enough to know colby for a long time uh we were drafted uh same western league team the same year he was first round pick i was second round pick and then i knew him in the bruins organization and obviously here um unbelievable human um we've we miss him um he'll be missing our locker room but and we uh, kind of talked as a group that we want to do something special here, and and he'll be he'll be right there with us. So um, yeah, the game on on Saturday uh, will be will be special, and I think um, you know what the proceeds going to his foundation, and um, his wife is is, is uh, working hard with that, and she's very involved, and and uh, I think she's still. Uh, talking a lot with with the weather's wives and staying involved that way so it just kind of brings together the family um the family piece of it and, and we're there for them and also head coach dave tippett i think colby's always in everybody's thoughts you know it's uh, he was a, a great teammate a good friend to everybody we just thought this game would pay respect to him and his family um you know i think the players are looking forward to it there's um, there's an aspect of they don't you know, they respected everything that, that Colby brought to our team. And like I say, they want to pay their respects. Uh, also, there's, a, you know, the, the foundation that has been put in place in Colby's name is uh, the players care about that. They want to see that uh, help people that Colby would have wanted to help. And, and uh, so everything that kind of has gone behind it is, is a way to kick that off. And uh, our players are, uh, it's a very meaningful game for them. You know, Colby, like I say, was a good teammate or a great teammate, great friend to a lot of these guys. And I think they want to really pay their respects with uh, everybody wearing Colby's number. Well said by the head coach, Gene Principe, when we get back. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.